everyone, and welcome to episode 8 of Primim's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. And today's episode is a very special episode, because it's this podcast's one-year anniversary. Or, well, it will be on Monday. I posted the very first episode of this podcast all the way back on July 12, 2020. Back then, there were no interviews, no themes, and no Patreon-exclusive segments like the newsreel or debut review. It was just me going through One the K, Stone Music Entertainment, and Super Sound Bugs, yes, only through channels, and looking for interesting music to share. I know I've posted something similar on my Twitter before, but I'm in disbelief and seriously so grateful that what started as a quarantine boredom project has been going on so long with so much support and has let me meet so many awesome people, both at Brain Rot Presents and through the occasional interviews I've conducted. To celebrate this podcast's one-year anniversary, today I'm going to be covering all the latest releases by the artists I covered in Season 1, Episode 1, those being E.B., Jiwoo, Kim Soo-chan, Aquabird, and Lam C. Since these are the artists who started off the series, it only makes sense to check back in on them and see what they've been doing. After that, I'll be doing a little bit of reflection on how far this podcast has come, as well as issuing corrections for previous episodes. Let's just say that my research skills have improved somewhat since Season 1. Of course, that's not all we're going to be talking about this episode, but I want to leave a little bit of mystery in there, you know? Alright, enough waffling, let's pull up the playlist. Our first song today is Home Buddy by EB, currently at 660 views on Hypel, with 270 views for its live clip on the same channel, released March 21st, 2021. This is an upbeat synthy pop track which takes some genre inspiration from Tropical House. Much of the instrumental is driven by a smooth and plucky synth playing a summery melody on repeat, filled out with soft percussion and deep bass. This pairs perfectly with EB's cute and slightly harsh voice, which is sometimes pushed more to the background via a telephone-like filter. Notably, the entire second verse and pre-chorus are wrapped, as opposed to just the second verse, as is more typical. This pairs very nicely with the half-time tempo pre-choruses. I think my favorite part of this song, though, is the bridge. The instrumental gets a lot more minimalist, and the chords during the buildup are super crunchy and interesting to listen to. I'd recommend Homebody to anyone who likes Nonstop by Oh My Girl. Though Nonstop has a faster tempo, it has a similar summery feeling, upbeat vibe, and cute charm. So if Nonstop is a staple on your summer playlist, check out Homebody. How about song number two? Next up, we've got Bomb, official English title Night, garnering 5.5k views on Ozone's official YouTube channel, released May 24th, 2021. The song is technically by Ozone, spelled O3OHN, but it was co-produced and co-composed by Jiwoo, so I'm counting it for this list since Jiwoo hasn't put out a new solo song since Anti-River. Anyway, let's talk about Night. Right away, we're starting off with some bass-heavy, echoey, almost underwater-sounding guitars mixed with some seriously distant-sounding drums. It's got a very ambient and peaceful feeling. The vocals add to this feeling both with their soft and airy timbre and the slow, meandering melody they sing. It's definitely a song that fits its name. The slow, sleepy, and calm vibes in this song are perfect for relaxing at night, 
whether it's in the car on a nighttime drive or in bed with a mug of tea. And considering the similarly echoey and underwater-esque production in Jiwoo's Anti-River, I wouldn't be surprised if these vibes were due to Jiwoo's influence. Night is a great song for anyone who likes Everything Goes by Arm of BTS featuring Mel. Both songs have a similar ambient and reverb-heavy quality to them, plus a similarly slow tempo, airy vocal style, and dampened drum track. The main difference is that Everything Goes slowly ramps up in intensity while Night stays at about the same level throughout, so if you particularly love the beginning of Everything Goes, definitely give Night a listen. Song 3, please. Song number 3 today is Only Love, a duet between Kim Soo Chan and Joo Hyun Mi, with around 36k views on Won the K, released January 14th, 2021. A total 180 from the last song we looked at, here we've got a very energetic contemporary trot song. Starting off with plucky arpeggios and little synth stings, this song goes through a legitimate tempo change, as in an actual change in BPM, as those synth stings become the lead synth. This is paired with fast electronic drums, a pulsating bass, and occasional short plucky synth fills. Of course, since this is trot, the main focus is the vocal performance, which is done with the kokuki vocal technique I've talked about so many times on this podcast. Kim Soo Jeon and Joo Hyun Mi play off of each other beautifully in this song, both in the song's line distribution as they trade off lines and back each other up, as well as in their vocal timbres, which both have a certain operatic quality to them, which makes them pair beautifully. All in all, it's pretty much exactly what you picture when you picture contemporary trot. It's upbeat and synth-heavy, but still rooted in Trot's long musical history via its unique vocal style. Okay, so these two songs aren't that similar, like, at all, but for some reason they're giving me similar vibes, so I'm just gonna go for it. Only Love kind of feels like a Trot version of Glass Bead by G-Friends. Both songs start off with a slower tempo before undergoing a BPM change, and from there, both have an upbeat feeling to them, though Only Love more so than Glass Bead. I'm gonna be honest, trying to come up with a mainstream for a western audience K-pop match for Only Love is tricky, since it fits so squarely into the genre conventions of contemporary trot. If only trot was more popular over here, then my life would be way easier. Plus, I wanted to challenge myself to compare a trot song to something other than Mobile Land and Psy for once. So really, if you're looking to get more into trot, especially if you like a good tempo change, Only Love is a great starting place for you. How about song number 4? Alright, for the first time ever on Primime's playlist, Song 4 is going to be a double review. This is Favorite Season by Aquabird, at 1800 views on Super Soundbugs for the flute version, and 2100 views on the same channel for the Pandeiro version, both released on March 25th, 2020. Before we move on to the songs themselves, a quick disclaimer, technically these aren't Aquabird's most recent releases, that would be When Did You Know, but I already covered both versions of that song on this podcast, so to avoid re-reviewing, we're talking about Favorite Season instead. Let's start off with the flute version, which begins with, fittingly, a flute playing the main melody against calm acoustic guitars and cafe-style percussion. This backing track continues pretty similarly as the flute falls away and the sweet, soothing vocals come in, though the instrumental does drop in intensity. I have to say, I really like this song's chorus. Instead of building in intensity, vocals actually get more whispery and some deeper male vocals come in to fill things out, giving it a kind of crowd singing along to a live performance vibe. 
The Panda Evo version is a bit more minimalist, using a much quieter and lower instrument form of chords, putting more focus on the drum track. According to Wikipedia, a pandeiro is, quote, a type of hand frame drum popular in Brazil, so it makes sense that the drums would be front and center here. It has more of a singing around the campfire vibe than a live performance in a cafe vibe, if that makes sense. The more minimalist instrumental makes it feel like the musicians are performing somewhere where they had to pack lightly. Honestly, I'd recommend Favorite Season to people who like Whistle by Blackpink. More specifically, the Panda Ero version to those who prefer the original version of Whistle, and the flute version to those who are more into Whistle acoustic version. The percussion-heavy instrumental of Favorite Season's Panda Ero version reminds me of Whistle's iconic minimalist instrumental, while Favorite Season's flute version combines high woodwinds and acoustic guitar in a way reminiscent of Whistle acoustic version's combo of acoustic guitar and whistling. So if you loved Blackpink's Whistle era and want something a bit more chill, Favorite Season is perfect for you. Let's hear song 5! Garnering 27k views on Stone Music Entertainment, our fifth song today is Jelly by Lamb C, released on March 24th, 2021. This is technically not the most recent MV released by Lamb C, that would be Fortune Teller, his collab with Stella Jang, but Jelly is from the same album, even if it was also released earlier as a single. We start off with a soft electric guitar melody, a smooth bass line, a sharp punctuating snare, and Lamp C's iconic sweet high vocals. As the song continues, the intensity builds steadily throughout the whole song. It almost reminds me of those songs performed live using a looping pedal, where the artist just keeps adding layers on top of the previous part of the song. The electric guitar melody, for example, loops throughout the whole song, and the vocal line has a simplified verse-chorus structure rather than the more popular verse-pre-chorus-chorus-post-chorus structure, common in K-pop. Though one would expect this to get repetitive, the extra layers added on, such as a pulsating rhythm guitar, high piano notes, and high harmonies, keep you hooked. As a little throwback to the earlier days of this podcast, I'm actually going to compare Jelly to some non-K-pop music. The reason I'm doing this is because, well, there's a particular comparison that really stood out to me. For some reason, Jelly feels like a soft rock remix of a Bill Wirtz song. I don't know how to describe it, but certain parts of the vocal melody combined with Lamsey's vocal style really remind me of Bill Wirtz's releases. Especially that Justify the Way I Feel line from the end of the first verse. If I heard that line verbatim in a Bill Wirtz song, I wouldn't even think to question it. So if you're a fan of both Bill Wirtz and soft rock, you're going to love Jelly. Last but not least, let's hear our sore thumb song. Our sore thumb song today is I'm Flying by No Braid and An Yeun, currently at 11.5k views on Genie Music and 20.6k views on XX Entertainment, released June 24th, 2021. The bulk of this song's instrumental is made up of melancholy electric guitar combined with deep-pitched bass kicks, echoing hollow snares, and some high-pitched percussion for a little extra texture. Once we reach the chorus, some hi-hats are added, but honestly, most of the build-in intensity is in the vocals, as both vocals shift to a harsher vocal timbre and harmonize with each other. I gotta say, No Brain and Anya Eun are basically made for each other vocally. I've talked about Anya Eun's uniquely high, harsh voice before, and well, No Brain's voice is basically the same, just deeper. That being said, the song doesn't completely rely on the vocals to keep up the intensity, far from it. A stronger bass line is added during the second verse, and louder electric guitars and piano chords come in during the second chorus. This makes it all the more powerful when the thickly layered instrumental cuts out for the finale, changing just to piano and Anya Eun softly singing. 
All in all, it's a unique and powerful ballad. So this definitely isn't a perfect match, but I think people who like Letting Go by Day 6 will like I'm Flying. They have a similar way of starting out fairly calm and quiet, with much but not all of the buildup being carried by the vocals. Also, and this is a throwback to the more gaming reference-oriented days of this podcast, that pitch percussion at the beginning of I'm Flying reminds me a lot of the Minecraft music disc Wait composed by C418. So if you're a Minecraft fan and a Day 6 stan, give I'm Flying a listen. Now that we've heard the whole playlist, let's move on to today's special feature. Some reflection on how this podcast has grown and changed, plus retractions and corrections for errors in previous episodes. But before we do that, I've got a very special announcement. Brainmap Presents, the podcast network of which Primum's Playlist is a proud member, is about to release its first original audio drama, Nemesign. Nemesign is a sci-fi tale of mad science and rebellion set in a retro-futuristic post-war dystopia where classism runs rampant and space travel aids the prison industrial complex. The trailer is officially out on YouTube and IGTV, with a short version available on TikTok and Instagram Reels. How about we give it a listen? Dear Diary, Today the mean man with the glasses gave me a lobotomy. Could you please take this seriously? This is a scientific recording device. I take it you're familiar with the guidelines of your sentence, seeing as you agreed to come here of your own volition. That's a pretty generous term. Well, point being, you're here now, and I don't believe your feelings have much of an effect on your situation. You took the deal. You transferred to Nemesine. What's done is done. Hello, police. Where should I commit a crime? Could you direct me to a good place to rob, please? Given the lack of successes in this area from my predecessor, Dr. Dent, and the fact that we don't have access to any of the pre-existing research in this field- Because we're working in a space prison! Because we're working in a space prison. I'm not expecting any major breakthroughs. Amazon, coming to all podcast streaming platforms on July 17th. Remember where you are. Y'all, I am so excited for Nemesign to come out. It's the first audio drama to be released under Brain Rock Presents, and I can't think of a better debut. I'm really proud to be part of such an incredible podcast network, and honestly, it scares me a little to think about how far my own podcast has come. When I started this thing in July of 2020, it was out of a need for experience and filler content. An online acquaintance of mine was starting his own podcast network, Studio 16, and needed more stuff under the label. Since I was already the editor for his podcast, and it was on hiatus at the time, if I remember correctly, I figured I might as well get a little more audio editing experience by starting my own. Fast forward to November of 2020, when I ended up leaving that network and that acquaintance's podcast due to a variety of scheduling and logistical issues, and had to decide whether or not to continue working on Primup's playlist. After all, I had just left the network that was the reason why I made it in the first place. But I found that I really did love working on this thing, so I kept going without a label. Then, in February of 2021, a friend of mine from college was looking for podcast producers to help with the production of an audio drama and creation of a podcast label, and I decided to apply. Lo and behold, a few months later, I launched season 3 of this podcast as an official member of Brain Rot Presents, and Nemesign is on its way. So that's the history of this podcast, but here's where we get into the implications of that history. 
Since this thing started as basically filler content, my research skills were not great, especially in my earlier episodes. So this episode's special feature is a long list of corrections, updates, and retractions on songs and artists I've covered in seasons 1 and 2, so I can be a little less embarrassed about my past research mistakes. Let's start with the main source of me screwing up my research, Ogam Entertainment. When I first discovered Ogam Entertainment's YouTube channel, I thought it was a channel which posted recently released music, like One the K and So Music Entertainment. While Ogam Entertainment does occasionally do so, they also frequently re-upload much older music. Additionally, during this era of this podcast, I wasn't great about checking to see if songs I was covering were also uploaded to other channels, which means that I ended up covering some songs which were much more popular than expected, simply because they didn't get much traction when re-uploaded years after release on Ogam Entertainment. This is a massive hole in my research, lasting from Season 1 Episode 6 to Season 2 Episode 4, and to be honest, is the main reason I chose to do this updates-corrections segment. So before we get into other updates and corrections, let's go through every song I found on Ogam which did not actually qualify for my podcast. Season 1 Episode 6, Sarangi Babo by The Nets was released on July 7th, 2004. Season 2 Episode 2, can I by Choi Sang-yub was released on September 19th, 2019, and Thumbs Up by Crispy Crunch featuring Kim Sori was released on August 31st, 2011. Season 2, Episode 3, Rose by Unfair was released on April 11th, 2020, which is at least in the same year the episode came out, but still several months too early. Season 2, Episode 4, Nilene Manmanse by Jung Dong Won was released on February 21st, 2020, and its official music video currently has over 500,000 views. Additionally, Oh Yeah by M Black was released on October 14th, 2009, and its official music video has over 1.4 million views, and they're a pretty household name in terms of boy groups, so yeah, I'm not really sure how I messed that one up. That's definitely the most embarrassing. From Season 2, Episode 5 onwards, I double-checked release dates of every song sourced from Ogam Entertainment, so don't worry, I know what I'm doing now. So let's move on to all the other updates, corrections, and retractions. Season 1, Episode 1. I stated that I wasn't sure whether Aquabird was a band or a single vocalist. I now have confirmed that Aquabird is a trio group made up of the producer DJ Magic Cool J, the guitarist Lim Jung Woo, and the vocalist Yu Young. Season 1, Episode 2. During this era, I had a very small list of channels I was drawing from, hence a more popular song like Burnout by Giant Pink being included. It was my only option at the time. Now that I look through 23 different channels to find underrated music and keep up to date on recent mainstream comebacks, this isn't an issue anymore. That being said, Burnout still slaps and I still recommend it highly. Season 1 Episode 3 Another artist I couldn't find info on at the time, the soloist Koyo, now has a profile on kprofiles.com, though it's still pretty bare bones. According to this profile, she was a singer on the OST of her drama Goodbye Momo, and wrote slash composed the Promise 9 besides Somebody to Love. Season 1 Episode 4 In Anywhere by June, I couldn't tell if a certain instrument was a guitar or a piano. Upon closer listening, it's both a guitar and a piano, switching from the former in the intro to the latter in the verses. They're mixed and EQ'd very similarly, and they play similar roles in the song, so the switch was hard to hear. Season 1 Episode 5, the artist who sings the song Roots is pronounced Ye, not Ye. Season 1 Episode 6, regarding the song called Light D-E-P-T, 
According to Collins Dictionary, DEPT is an abbreviation for department, so Stee's song is probably called Light Department rather than Light Depot. Additionally, August Dee's song, which was the inspiration for Chun Myung-hoon's Myung-hoon is Going, is pronounced Dechwita, not Dewichta. I'm Jared19 and I never learned how to read. Season 2, Episode 1. This is the first time I featured an An Yeun song, and it shows. I mispronounced her name as An Yeun. Also, during my demo reel segment, I used Chapentier's Regals du Composition, definitely mispronounced that, to try to explain why the key might have changed between the demo and final version of More and More by Twice. Though it can be a useful resource, this resource is not the end-all be-all of how different musical keys can be emotionally interpreted, and there have obviously been a lot more interpretations of the subject since 1682 when it was released. Plus, if I remember correctly, instruments were actually tuned differently in the 1600s, so Charpentier's observations might not even truly apply to modern keys. Season 2, Episode 2. This is less a correction and more of a qualification. Sometimes on this podcast, I cover songs by Western artists, which are made in collaboration with Korean artists, such as Without You by Annalisa Zadian featuring Ju Young. Even though these songs aren't necessarily considered K-pop, they are uploaded to K-pop distribution channels, such as, in this case, Starship TV. Thus, I'll still include them. Also, shameless plug time, if you want to know my thoughts on the blurring boundaries between K-pop and not K-pop, the Patreon-only extended cut of Season 3, Episode 2 talks about this during a review of Come Get It Now by Arena. Oh, and an update on Fantastic Fanworks, Jared Espejo Covers is now just called Jared Covers. Season 2, Episode 6 Ella, the female vocalist in Love So Sweet, aka Chalto Gunghab, went on to become the leader and main vocalist of Pixie, a girl group with basically the exact opposite concept as Love So Sweet. Love the range. Regarding Dogebi by With Us, while Dogebi is often translated to goblin, according to Wikipedia, they are a specific type of Korean spiritual being formed by, quote, the spiritual possession of an inanimate object. So while Goblin is the closest we can get translation-wise, it's still not 100% accurate. Also, I mispronounced Dechwita as Dewichta again. Season 2, Episode 8. I found information on We Love and Grass, the artist song We Love Christmas. Apparently, We Love is a Christian creative organization which specializes in creating albums of religious music. So I guess it's not a surprise that they put out a special song for Christmas. Grass appears to be a musical group whose most recent project is recording a song for the Voice 4 OST. Season 2 Episode 9, this one's a long one. I mentioned that Kim Yul-hee, the vocalist featured in Swallow Dub version 2, is a pansori vocalist, but I never defined pansori. Pansori, to quote Wikipedia, is a Korean genre of musical storytelling performed by a singer and a drummer, and has apparently been undergoing a tense shift in artistic tone due to the influence of Western stylistic variations. For that same song, while I stand by the comparison I made to the Persona OST, I need to stress that not all dub and jazz songs are comparable to that game's music, and some artists who work in these genres resent the comparison. It just so happens that Swallowdub version 2 specifically has non-genre related stylistic elements which make it comparable to the Persona OST, such as the tense mood and the way the drums are mixed. Moving on to Gullible, I found more info on Sogi, the song's artist. According to the About page on her official YouTube channel, she is a singer-songwriter who aims to, quote, transport listeners of all ages to a nostalgic place that resides in all of our hearts. I also found more information on Niled and Kokon Sober, the artists behind If You. 
According to his Instagram page, Niall's given name is Jungjin Park, and he has a YouTube channel called Niall's Zone where he posts his songs. Coke on Sober's Instagram page links to a YouTube channel for a band called OA, which we can assume he is a part of. This band so far has just posted covers, but I'm excited to see if slash when they post an original song. Lastly, Rolling Court seems to be taking off just as I predicted. In fact, they semi-recently dropped official merch and recorded the opening theme song for a baseball show called Witches 2. Their debut song, Blaze, has also now overtaken their rock cover of Dynamite by BTS and is now their most viewed video. Super proud to see how far they've come. Last but not least, Season 2, Episode 10. There is now an article on kprofiles.com for Susan, singer of Amateur Lover. Apparently, she actually debuted all the way back in 2017, and has a YouTube channel where she posts covers. Still, not much information. Following the theme of artist updates, Hayre's profile on kprofiles.com has been updated, stating that they use both he, him, and they, them pronouns. While my review of their debut release pop song hasn't aged as badly as I thought it might, it still hasn't aged great for a number of reasons, both phrasing-wise and recommendation-wise. The recommendation for Amber Lou fans to check out Harry is definitely now in very poor taste, so take this as an official attraction. My mainstream K-pop connection for a pop song is now just My Gravity by Yezzy and Like This by Pentagon, and I'm also gonna throw in Voices by Stray Kids to appeal to pop songs' future-based inspirations. That's probably the longest special feature we've had yet. Thankfully, there's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. It's time to spin the wheel of segments. And this week's segment is... B-Side Spotlight. We've looked at a lot of title tracks by obscure and underrated musicians on this podcast. In B-Side Spotlight, we switch things up and look at an underrated B-Side track from a well-known artist. At 131,000 views on Luna of the World, today we'll be looking at A Different Night by Luna, a B-Side on their most recent album, And. Or maybe it's called Ampersand? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, this is the second time I'm covering Luna on B-Side Spotlight. I'm generally going to try to avoid re-covering groups, but considering that Luna was the first group I ever covered in this segment all the way back in episode 1, I felt it made sense to revisit this group, especially since they just released a new album. Unlike in the case of Curiosity and their XX album, which I covered in my first episode, A Different Night has little to no similarities with its corresponding title track, Paint the Town, or PTT. While Paint the Town is a much more energetic and hardcore EDM track, A Different Night is an R&B ballad fusion. We start off with orchestral strings backing up soulful piano melodies before launching into piano chords, dampened percussion, and soft, light vocals. I know I say this about a lot of songs, but this song has a wet feeling to it, especially during the pre-chorus. The dampened, reverb-heavy percussion and pitched snaps in pre-chorus give this song a rainy feeling, which really mixes well with the cinematic strings and piano. Honestly, I could imagine this song playing over like a rainy kiss scene a la The Notebook as the screen fades to black and credits roll. Though the production style is definitely quite different, I think A Different Night would appeal to Luna fans who enjoy Hassel's solo song, Let Me In. Both have a cinematic quality to them. So if you're more into Luna's more orchestral, dramatic, cinematic side, A Different Night is the B-side for you. And with that, we end episode 8 of Primo's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pnp underscore s3e8, all letters capital, all numbers numerals. 
If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at PRIMMS underscore playlist, Twitter at Playlist Prim, or the official Primm's Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash Prim's Playlist. That's linktr.ee slash P-R-I-M-M-S-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. Primm's Playlist is a proud member of Brain Rock Presents. For more information, visit brainrockpresents.wixsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcasts, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash brainrot underscore PRSNTS. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, visit fundraiser.com slash brainrot underscore presents. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-C-R dot com slash brainrot underscore PRSNTS. Shout out to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters, Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Delan Bouchamp, Connor Fox, Jan Ohlone, Sean Locke, Crow, and Olive Oatwolf. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today.